Hello and welcome to Baby Talk. It's our Saratoga season finale, where we'll be taking a look at the big grade one races. We'll be back in the fall with Baby Talk. We don't have an exact schedule yet, but obviously around big two-year-old days of racing, going to be a bunch of interesting stuff coming up at Churchill, of course, and then we've got a grade one win and you're in action up at Woodbine, so you'll be hearing from us throughout the fall, but as he has been for the whole Saratoga meet. Joining me, Peter Thomas Fornital, on this edition of the show is Ben Gowans from our sponsors over at Gainesway. Ben, what's been going on? What kind of a meet has it been for you uh, professionally? What are some of the highlights from a Gainesway perspective? From a Gainesway perspective, um, we've we've had a, you know, a good few runners at the meet and uh, obviously had a very successful one of the highlights on the, the calendar for us is the, the Fazig Tipton sale. Uh, we sold very well um, during that sale and uh, fortunate to sell a few million dollar horses. Uh, and uh, it's been a, a very good summer um, for us and uh, looking forward to uh, these two-year-old races uh, today and tomorrow. Both have come up pretty tough this year. Let's start with the sixth race today. A few hours lead time on this one for these uh, Phillies going seven furlongs. That always interesting distance of seven furlongs where I do tend to give always a little bit of an extra look to the ones who have run. And uh, genetics might be at the top of that list for me off of that uh, off of that nice run where she got a little bit late, this uh, daughter of Tappet. But I think with that experience under her, might just be able to, to move up here and get the job done. Could it be as simple as genetics in race six? Or uh, obviously there's plenty of interesting pedigrees to talk about. It's very possible, Pete. She's a, a daughter of Tappet. She's had a point to Grace, who is a uh, race was a very good race mare for Mark Cassie. She's a grade two winner on turf. And so that makes this Philly a full sibling to Arthur's ride, a three-year-old Tappet Colt that ran two very good races up here last year. So the pedigree's there for her to uh, to handle uh, the distance, which she did first time in a, a race that we'll see um, how Wonder Ride runs in the, the spin away this afternoon. It could be a productive race going forward. Stella Maris came back to run a good second in the New York Red Race the other day. So she, I think she's, uh, at least of those that have run on dirt, she's the most logical. Um, the, I, I expect uh, the number five, Nikitas, to take plenty of action as well. She was, uh, you know, there's a lot of good buzz about her first time and she didn't quite perform on turf, but uh, she's come back to work well on dirt and she had worked well on dirt coming into her debut. So I expect her to honestly maybe just about be a favorite. Um, and of the first time starters, I think Caitlin, her greatness would be the most interesting to me. She breathes very well down at the uh, OBS April sale, brought 375000 from Windstar and Partners, and she's shown uh, a good amount of ability in her breezes here for Todd in the morning. Would expect her to have speed. Um, and if she, uh, if she can uh, stay on, um, and get the seven for first time out. Um, I think she could be a, a, a good wager at, uh, you know, she's five one morning line, but would expect her to take a little bit of action off that. There was definitely some positive buzz about her and you can just see why from that workout tab. And there are certain trainers that, you know, I certainly wouldn't put past winning first out at seven uh, uh, and, and Pletcher certainly in that number. So I think that that makes a, a lot of sense. What do you make of the fact that the, the, the Chad Brown runner you mentioned ha- had that first start on turf 
and is now going to the dirt and was so heavily expected to do well there. Do you do you see that as positive, negative, or just totally neutral? Don't really consider it that much. It's it's tough to make heads or tails of it, uh, Pete, because she doesn't have much turf pedigree. Um, she did breeze well on the synthetic at the two-year-old sale, but she doesn't have much turf pedigree. Uh, Chad did not work her on turf before the her debut, and she just you know ran ran around there pretty evenly. Um, yeah. But I think they expect her to run better uh, on dirt. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if she's just a morning glory or if she shows up this afternoon. I thought your shout on Caitlin, her greatness makes a lot sense. A lot of sense. We talked about the success that these Omaha Beach babies have been having, and it's it's continued this summer. Now six for twenty five with first time starters, extremely extremely good number. Let's move on to the big one today, where we see these two year old fillies turning up for the spinaway, a race where it feels like the uh, the market attention is going to be going uh, very much the way of Ways and Means, who was so impressive back here. Can any of these make a dent, do you think, in uh, against uh, Ways and Means in this spot? Yeah, I mean, her, her debut, I, I, Chad Brown called it the other day, one of the maybe the best uh, two-year-old Philly dirt debuts he's ever had. Uh, she's She was incredibly impressive. You know, she never even was asked by Flavian Pratt that day. She runs into a good Philly today, though. Bright work was extremely impressive and, and ran through the wire and really finished up strong in the Adirondack when she won by five and, and I think beat a good Philly and here you come again and beat a, a decent field overall, to be honest, as far as uh, what we've seen in the Adirondacks the past few years. I think she's a Philly that, that should handle a little bit more the extra half furlong. She's obviously more seasoned. Uh, I'm not telling anyone that she absolutely has to beat ways and means, but from a gambling perspective, if she's potentially you know three times the price of ways and means, I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of uh, wind bet on bright work. I like that idea. I mean, it, it, the combination of experience getting faster, I don't think I can get off ways and means in, in picks um, at, as maybe trying to play as a bit of a, a free square though. I mean, what, how short is ways and means going to be? Is this going to be a one to two shot in the end? Yeah, I, I think David uh, Aragona was, you know, it's, it's a solid morning line of seven to five, but just the way she won first time out, I, I think she'll be a tick or two below that, to be honest. Can take Becky's Joker out of this this race as well. We'll mention. I I had one I just wanted to throw out there as one to come and maybe uh, maybe finish up in the, in the trifecta, Alice Beach. I just I liked a lot of the qualities she showed in that debut win. And while I recognize that it was, did not come back a very fast time, that ability to pass horses could very much come into play here. And this is one that I just I think is a trier and I think might get a good setup to come around third or fourth in your supers. I do not think is fast enough really to tangle with the eight and the nine and, and maybe not, maybe not even the three, but just one I wanted to mention at a, at a very big price, anything else in here for a wagering perspective, Ben, or do you think you're really just going to be focusing on bright work as a possible alternative to the super logical ways and means? I thought so from a gambling perspective, another Philly to maybe mention is wonder ride who we mentioned uh, has, has that common race with genetics uh, who runs in the maiden earlier. I thought she was, pretty impressive first time out and um, she's a Philly physically. It looks like she should stretch out. Um, you know, we'll see what kind of race she runs this afternoon. I expect her to run well and maybe she's one. We'll think about uh, 
through the uh, through the winter into the spring next year as the distances get longer. That's an interesting idea, and you'll get a little bit of a line on that form from how genetics performs earlier in the card. Let's skip to Monday and the traditional closing day feature, the grade one hopeful. We've got a nice field of 11 in this spot with some horses we've talked about uh, throughout the summer in this show. Who do you think is going to get it done today or tomorrow? What an absolute war, Pete. This race is 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 exciting. It's um, It's everything you would want the hopeful to be. You have uh, horses that have run in the stakes earlier than me. You have horses coming in for uh, horse coming in for Bob. That's the morning line favorite move. Who um, you know was second to Prince of Monaco uh, at the Del Mar meet. You have impressive maiden winners. You have impressive maidens. You have everything you could want. This is this is a, a race to look forward to. Um, just uh, one horse that I have seen breeze in the morning is, is Timberlake. Um, he won really well at Ellis um, a few weeks ago for Brad Cox. Uh, he's done an intimate shift out of the mare pinup, uh, bred by St. Elias and sold by Gainesway last September. Uh, he's been very, very impressive uh, breezing on the Oklahoma track the past few weeks. He was very impressive breaking his maiden. That form has come back to be strong. Uh, would expect him to um, to run very well, but I don't think you can have a ton of confidence with these lately raced horses and so much going on in this race that anything has to win this race. What what did what did what did you see? The first thing that stood out to me was as much chatter as there was about Pirate first out and off that win, seeing eight to one on the morning line and knowing how good David Aragona is at this game. And knowing how competitive that means the race is, but it still just felt like it felt like a way that, you know, I was going to start with for sure, because Pirate acted like a horse that was going to stretch out, is bred to stretch out. I really like the outside draw in what could end up being a bit of a scramble. So I, I that was that was where I was gonna I was gonna start thinking this feels like value and almost trying to talk myself out of uh, out of that idea. Um, but I, I do think Pirate looks like one of the ones and, and should be at least six to one. I would think in the end. Do you give that one any count? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think you're spot on about the draw. You know, Javier can can um, do he can he can be forward, but he doesn't have to be on the lead like Irad did from the rail first time. I, I do think they have to go fast here. There's there's an incredible amount of speed. You think Muth has to be on the lead, and they'll be at least two or three pressing him. Um, but to your point, to the draw it could be very important in this race. Um, you know, obviously Pirate beat Just Steel first time out and Just Steel comes back here and improved his buyer figure quite a bit, uh, beating BU by a nose. That looks like one of the better maidens we've seen at the meet with Locke coming back uh, with the added distance uh, a few days ago and, and breaking his maiden impressively. Um, so, yeah, your, your point of Pirate, you, you could get, if you're from a gambling perspective, for sure, you could be getting a bit of a price here and uh, and and he could trip out as well. I wouldn't make the mistake of thinking Pirate needs the lead. I do think that was circumstantial from the rail as the best horse, as a one to five shot. You know, Irad Ortiz Jr. wasn't going to make any mistakes in that spot. But I think, you know, Javier 
will be able to sort of play the break a little bit more. And in even breaking a half a length slow, that might end up being to your benefit in a spot like this where there is so much pace signed on. And with a clean break, probably has the speed to, to be right there up in the vanguard. And Castellano, just somebody who uh, he's just been in such a rich vein of form that I really uh, I, I like seeing him in the in, in the plate there as well. Which others should we give some calls to in this grade one hopeful? Yeah, well, we just talked about um, Just Steele and BU. They they were in a stretch duel um, in the maiden. I believe that was on uh, Whitney Day, uh, where Just Steele was running for the third time and BU was debuting. Obviously, BU ran huge first time out. Irad sticks with him. Uh, he should uh, only appreciate the more distance. Um, and you have uh, Steve Askinson has a pair with uh, Goldsweep, who, you know, missed the break badly in the Sanford and ran on well. We'll see if he can run back to his Tremont. And Valentine Candy, who went gate-to-wire in a maiden, that uh, has been pretty productive going forward. He's just on a Justify. We've seen the, the Justifies run well um, here in America and in Europe this summer. He's really seemed to surge on as a stallion. Uh, the, Valentine Candy would expect him to be another uh, pace player for sure. I would agree with that. It's going to be great to see how it plays out. Such an interesting time of the year where in this race for me, it's really just trying to find that, that blend of speed and stamina. You know, you, you can't be, you can't be some, uh, a lumbering needs two turns horse and necessarily expect to have anything go right for you in a race like the hopeful, but you can't be, pure speed either. And I think that's one of the most interesting things as we look at these two-year-old races as the distances start to get longer and they might be able to provide us some proper clues for a race like the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. How do you try to balance the need for speed and stamina when you're looking at these seven furlong races? Yeah, it's it's so interesting, Pete. You know, we were talking about the, the pace is going to be such an important part of this race, how fast they actually go and you know, a horse you might want to, uh, from a wagering perspective, back a horse who you think uh, is going to be, you know, a few lengths off the lead, but, or, you know, maybe, maybe Muth is just that good. Maybe he's going to go to the lead and, and keep going. Most of all, I mean, I know we're, we're providing wagering advice a lot of the time, but this is just a, a fun race that I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, it's, it's a race that makes me a, a fan of horse racing again, which is always good. I love that. And it's been such an up and down meet, high highs and low lows. I like the idea of having a, a hopeful and a spin away to remember on this closing weekend, hopefully as a way we can we can ring this thing out. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. We'll uh, all we won't do the production meeting in the middle of the show. I'll I'll send you some notes about other weeks we're going to want to focus on as we get closer to the Breeders' Cup. And, and maybe we'll do something special for that as well. Always a pleasure, my man. And uh, unless you have any closing thoughts for Saratoga, I'll send it home. No, it's 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 been uh, it's been a good meet for the two year olds. There's been uh, lots of impressive performances, uh, Colts, Phillies, dirt turf. So plenty to look forward to going into the fall. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be looking back at some of those elsewhere on the network. Maybe we'll pull you in for that as well, Ben. For Ben Gowans, for our partners and friends at Gainesway, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May the hammer drop your way.